Hey everyone, welcome to the Double Click Podcast. This week, we're looking at our fourth in our big four of discipleship, which is action. Hey everybody, it's Matt and Justin, and we are on our fourth week talking about what we're calling the big four, the things that are necessary, the things that are helpful, the must, in order to have a healthy discipleship group, small group, time together with other believers as you dive into the Word and follow Christ together. So we've talked through these, and if we go through these in order, just so you know where we're at, the first one is to connect. When you walk into the room, the first thing you've got to do is connect with each other. And as we said, if you have a talkative group, that's going to be really easy. If you don't have a talkative group, then you might, as the leader or as a group member, need to help stimulate that with some questions. After that, we go to prayer. And so you sit down, you pray, you ask God to come into the group, and it goes from man addressing man to man crying out to God, asking him to be there. Last week, we talked about the third one, which is scripture which is God speaking to man. And now we get to what I feel like is probably the most non-utilized or the most absent piece Mm -hmm. that is absolutely necessary in our time of discipleship with other believers, and that is action. And if we want to spill this out very, very clearly to understand why this one very, very much matters, and we're going to talk about it in two ways. We're going to talk about the week in and week out group rhythm But we're also going to talk about the overall vision and purpose of discipleship that your group needs to have in mind. But it looks like this. James talks about all the time that faith without works is dead. And we look at that works aspect, that aspect of action. Think about it with your group time. If you guys just come in, you connect, you pray, you dig into Scripture, and then you don't apply it to your lives, then what is the point of what you're doing? Mm -hmm. What's the point of you meeting together and coming together? Is it just to talk and to feel good and to check the box? And so this is where a lot of times as groups, one of those other three elements, a lot of times groups will naturally have as a strength. But when it gets to walking out the door, what can you do during your group time to move your group to action? And this brings in another word, which is kind of a heavy word. And we want to flesh this out a little bit, which is accountability. Mm. Because when we're talking about the week in and week out aspect of your group, the accountability is where life begins to change. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's where you start to feel the friction within yourself. Um, and once again, we know that God has to move and change people's hearts, and the Holy Spirit does that, and it puts pressure and weight on us. And a lot of times the way God uses other believers to do that sometimes is when we have to say to another believer, this is where my spiritual walk is at. Mm. And so if we back up a little bit and begin to apply this On the practical, you remember last week we talked about one of the first steps into moving from prayer to sharing scripture, smooth transitions to share quiet times. Well, think about what happens when it's your turn, you have nothing to share because you haven't spent time with God all week, and you have to say to the other group members, without them like saying, come on man, get it together, or hey, you've got to do this, without them even saying anything to you, and you have to say, well, I really didn't do that this week. And there's this moment of awkward pause where nobody knows anything to say and they move on to the next person and the group leader tries to be encouraging. But what that does to you is that puts a healthy spiritual pressure and awareness on yourself that, oh, I need to feel some of the weight of not having having done that, not having prepared for the group. So when we talk about this action step and this accountability, a lot of times we misthink of accountability, mm-hmm. like we literally think it's like a teacher yelling at somebody, mm. right? And so mm. we as group leaders, a lot of times we will uh, go under the pressure of accountability and fail to realize that accountability is a lot more about 
helping someone else realize their actions than it is us telling them. Yeah, and, and accountability, whether we're a group member or whether we are a group leader, um, we have a responsibility for there to be accountability. Um, we, we, have it, we have it upon ourselves as believers to help spur on and encourage other believers. And accountability, you know, Matt, you were talking about it being this teacher that's kind of wagging their finger at you saying, well, you didn't do this or you didn't do that. Um, accountability is also for us. So if you're, <clears throat> if you're in a group where you're the only one holding someone accountable and no one's holding you accountable, then you're probably doing accountability wrong too. That is for every member of that group to walk in and, like you said, feel the weight of, okay, one, I need to be prepared to have a discussion with this group. I need to be preparing at home privately so I can come in and talk to the group about this. It's not just mm-hmm. for the person in authority to kind of point out the flaws of others. It's for us to make sure that we're all on the same page. Like you mentioned, prayer and the scripture elements of the Big Four help us focus. Action, I think, is another one of those that helps us focus in and make sure that we are there having a healthy discipleship group, not just talking about weather and mulling over things that we're actually spurring each other on to action. Yeah, and I love the way you said that right there at the end, because a lot of times, like, we see these passages in Scripture that talk about, like, don't judge, Mm. right? But then we also have the awareness that we need to have accountability, look at the fruit that's beside us with other believers and things of that nature. And so a good way in my mind, I always try to make sure that I'm being accountable and I say that as a both and, a give and a take, instead of judging, is I make sure that what I'm doing is walking alongside other people. Because when you're walking alongside other people, you're spurring each other on. That's right. You're helping each other on. When you're standing on the sidelines pointing out what somebody is doing, you're judging. Yeah. And that, that's that's a big, you know, I mean, that's, that's a human nature thing that we all fight. We all like to stand and, and point things out of other people. Right. And if I can go back to your example of, you know, the person in the in the group that they get called on to share their quiet time. Whoops, didn't have it. I don't know. Um, one of the things that I would encourage everyone listening to do is that if you, regardless of whether you're the person that's that's asking someone about their quiet time and they don't have it, or you're the person in the hot seat that hasn't done their quiet time, don't just stop there to ask, okay, how was your quiet time? You didn't have one. Okay, let's move on. Make an action plan. I mean, that's what we're talking about today. Make an Absolutely. action plan. Hold them accountable to say, all right, so-and-so, um, that's all right. You didn't have your quiet time this week. You, you missed an opportunity there. But tell us what you're going to do. Tell the group what you're going to do this week to make sure, hey, how can we, should I send you a text midweek just to make sure you've had it? Yeah. Um, like, figure out actual practical things to do to take action. Don't just skip over. Don't just move past and go, okay, maybe next time. Because the chances are that person may feel the weight and they may do it next time, but they, they're not making a plan. They're not helping make it part of their routine. And so as a, as a group member or a group leader, our job with accountability is to, again, spur people on to actual action. Absolutely. And I love the way like that right there just kind of articulates. If you're looking at the week-to-week practical of how you're going to end your group time right before you pray to close, I mean, really what you almost want to do is you want to have everybody identify their action plan or their action step for the week. Like you want to be able to go around the room and and I'll just go ahead and tell you a lot of what you're going to encounter right at the beginning, especially is the quiet time accountability Mm. because most people who are distant from God and getting into a group or like they've just realized they need to step into this group time or it's been a few months or weeks or years since they've been in a group. 
the biggest driver of their spiritual life, which is their quiet time, is one of the biggest things that are absent. And so you're going to spend quite a few weeks because you're going to spend the next few weeks really getting him back to back to that that quiet time discipline and rhythm. And like we've talked about before, we talked about this last week, like, just like with exercise, just like with eating mm-hmm. right, just like with all those healthy disciplines we encounter in life, that's going to take time and accountability. Mm-hmm. And hopefully what happens over the next few weeks, months, and years is that it becomes a rhythm that you develop within the group. And so when we look at what Justin just said about how you have those action steps at the end of the group, that's part of that rhythm. And one of the things you can do as the group leader and as a group member to help each other as you do this is listen to what each other is saying as you go through your time in Scripture, sharing quiet times. Because most of the time, what we will hear is when somebody's telling us about what God has shown them this week or moved this week, we'll hear the action step. Yeah. Like you'll hear like this, man, God just really burdened my heart for this person. Mm-hmm. And so that becomes, well, what do you need to do this Absolutely. week? Is it a pray for them? Is it go go eat lunch with them? Is it go talk to them? Is it a previous friction that they need to make right, that they need to go talk to? And so you have all these things that become really easy that are said during the group time before you even get to the end. And you just really make a rhythm of, okay, so what's your action step this week? What's your plan? Hey, I heard you say this earlier. How are you going to apply that this week? And then here's the really cool thing that kind of bookends this when we're talking about specifically just your week-to-week group time on this action step. A lot of times we mentioned, you know, you write down prayer requests. Well, these become your prayer points for the week. That's right. And not only do they become your prayer points for the week, they become your transition the next week after that connect point of, hey, so last week you mentioned that you really needed to go talk Mm -hmm. to this person. How'd that conversation go? That's exactly right. And to... Correct me if I'm wrong here. Maybe this is going in a direction we don't want to go. Um, But the action step, too, that may be something that um, it could be something like someone goes, hey, I'm I'm really exhausted. I feel like there's not enough margin in my life. There's Mm -hmm. no white space. Um, I just need to be able to get to bed earlier. Well, you can hold them accountable to that. So it doesn't have to be this super spiritual thing. I mean, we're... There's, you call them small groups, you call them life groups, because you're doing life together. You're helping spur each other yeah. on, like we've said, to just continue to grow and to be better. And so maybe it's an element where someone needs to sit down and have a gospel conversation, but maybe it's an element where someone just needs to make sure they're getting to bed on time, or they're, they're, there's something in their life that they need to weed out so they can have margin either to be with their family or have a better work-life balance or whatever that may be. Um, so internally, as we're looking at the group, um, these action steps, these accountabilities, uh, these accountability things can be various in topic, um, but we just need to make sure that we're, again, we've, we've said this word multiple times, spurring one another on, pushing each other yes. forward to, to be more like Christ and to be more um, uh, effective as believers. Yeah, and like as you were saying that, the phrase that came to mind with that example you gave, like because, I mean, you're going to be in a group, and you will hear all the time, we hear all the time in the life and the world we live in, we hear all the time, like, I just don't have any rest. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have any time. I don't have any margin. Mm-hmm. And one easy thing to use accountability in an encouraging way is to just send a simple, like, text reminder. Yep. Because I was actually just thinking, like, when I've had situations where somebody's like, man, I need to get to bed earlier, or I need to make sure that this night of the week I don't schedule anything. Yeah. Well, I'll take my phone and I'll set a reminder that, hey, I need to text Justin mm-hmm. Thursday at... 5 p.m. 
did you make time this week for this evening to be a restful evening? Because what I'm doing them is I'm trying to positively encourage him. And you notice the difference. There's a difference between, hey, Goob, why didn't you fix your schedule? Right. Versus, hey, man, I've been praying for you. I hope tonight's restful. Right. And all of a sudden, it's accountability, but it's an uplifting accountability. That's right. It's not a I'm better, I figured it out, and you haven't type deal. And that's one of the ways that's really easy to apply that. So as we go through this, and I'm just going to spill through the big four real quickly in a practical of what your week-to-week group time looks like. So you all, you show up, you and your group, y'all show up in the room, y'all spend 10 to 15 minutes, you're connecting, you're talking, you're just catching up on life. At some point, the group leader goes, hey guys, why don't we pray before we start? And you follow that prayer method like we talked about, where you're sitting there and you're talking through, and you're really just kind of allowing people to pray. I think Justin used the term popcorn prayer, which mm. which makes me nauseous as a term, but I love the idea and the concept and the application. After you pray, you say, okay, hey, we want to share quiet times. And last week, you know, I kind of wrote down things that each of us said we we're going to apply. So I'm going to ask you, hey, can you share your quiet time? And then how did it go this week with X? Mm-hmm. How did it go with rest? How did it go with having a quiet time? Mm-hmm. You go around the room and you do that. And then you dive into your study, your video series, your uh Bible reading for the week that everybody's prepared on. You have your discussion. You go through the questions. If your material came with questions or whatever that is, if it's guided, if it's very scripted, that's fine. And then as you wrap that up and get to the end of it, some of your materials might have it, some of them might not. But then you begin to talk to each other about the action steps you heard during the group time. Mm -hmm. And so as you talk through those, you get there, you write those down, you pray, and you go on about your week. And really, that is the rhythm of what a normal group time looks like for me. And I know Justin's on this as well. That's kind of what the rhythm has always been, intentional or unintentional, in my most successful group times and discipleship times together with other believers. And so that's how that all plays out. Now, there's another aspect of this action step that we need to touch on that has a little bit more to do with the overall purpose of discipleship. Mm Mm-hmm. Because here's one of the keys that has to happen that affects your week-to-week meeting and time together. is in the back of your mind, the forefront of your mind, something that needs to be spoken regularly, is the understanding that the purpose of discipleship is not just individual growth, it's evangelistic growth. And so one of the values we have here at Rich Fork is that we believe in evangelistic discipleship. You can't have one without the other. And so all throughout your group time, you need to be able to have language and have the thought in the back of your mind that, one, this group is for a season, and then we're going to multiply. We're going to have a growth mindset. That at the end of this, we're going to walk through this, and the goal is to go and reach other believers. And so for me, a lot of the times, the way that I articulate at the very beginning is I will say we're going to have closed and open group times. And then we can talk about that on another another session, which would be really great to talk about when to be closed and when to be open. But just to summarize it really quickly, when your group is open, it's reaching people. When your group is closed, you're diving deep. Mm-hmm. And you need both of those. Mm-hmm. You really do need both of those. But also you have to be aware that as a group, as the body of believers, you have to be on mission and ready to reach people. Because as your week-to-week action step continues to play out that you're going to apply spiritual things to your life there's also going to be the aspect that you as a group are going to continue to reach people and one of the ways i can kind of kind of mention this in a very practical way is like for me and justin as ministers we practice the evangelistic action step almost on a day in and day out battle day day in and day in day out practice with the rest of the staff 
because mm-hmm. we're battling, we're sorting through, we're wrestling with, okay, how do we reach people with the gospel? And we know we can't do it alone. So we go step into another believer's office and disciple each other in how we're reaching each other. And so that's something you definitely have to have in mind. You have to have in the back of your mind, especially if you're the group leader and as a group member, that, man, we're going to dive in deep for this season. But the end goal here is to reach other people because here's what happens if you don't have that in mind. If you don't have that in mind and you don't have that as a future vision and direction, then your group is eventually going to dissolve. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's a reaching out, reaching others, evangelizing. Um, that is a great kind of gauge or temperature checker to, to thermometer to help you understand how healthy your group is currently doing. If you're not if you're not reaching out in any ways, whether that's through um, you know serving in your community or having other people join your group, then chances are if you ta- if you were to really step back and look at the people you have in your group, you could probably safely guess that there's not a lot of good yeah. growth and action happening within that group because because it's contagious as you're growing as as lives are changing within your group it helps to change the lives of folks outside of your group. And so if you don't see that outside change being affected by the inside change, it's probably a good thing for you to start scratching your head going, are we actually growing in this group? Are we are we following these steps of connect prayer, scripture, action, and do we have a healthy group? And if not, let's let's get healthy yeah. so then we can affect change and action outside. And, and in reality, and this is one of those that's just from experience, the longest a congealed group is going to last, and I don't know if congealed is the right word, it just sounded neat. Is that what happens to jello? Does yeah, it congeal? It's kind of a gross word, but that's I'm fine. sorry, it's okay. You know what I mean. The longest a close-knit group is going to last in functional group time really is 18 months to two years. And then one of two things is going to happen. You're either evangelistically going to multiply, meaning that different people of the group are going to step out, start new groups, find new connections, go to other places of ministry, and increase in discipleship numerically, or the group's going to suddenly become stale because there's no vision, mm-hmm. because it's the same thing in and out. And one of the things that happens within that that makes it stale is a lot of times if you're not growing spiritually that leads to that evangelism, you get stuck on the same actions every week. It's the same action. It's the same, well, I still need to do that quiet time. That's you know, right. If you're eight to ten weeks in and everybody is still not doing quiet times, uh, and we can have this as another another podcast. When is it time to call it? <laughs> right. You know? Right. And that's one of my markers for, you know what, it's time to call it. Like, if we're just meeting here and we're not getting anywhere, then we got to change it up. That's right. And so, anyway. But that's the big four. We made it through these in about, I think, 80 minutes total. We spent about 20 minutes on each. And once again, those are things that are absolutely necessary, things that we take from Scripture, things that we look at that aid us, help us, and... I'm not going to say required, but it's really close, but are necessary for you to have a healthy time of discipleship following Christ beside other believers. Rattle on those off one more time. Connect, pray, scripture, and action. We're going to dive in next week with a couple other aspects of the group time, but we hope to see you then, and thanks for joining us. <laughs>